0: Howdy. Welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier, and I'm your host. I'm also a speaker, author and CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women. And the Claim the Stage podcast is all about public speaking. And it's a podcast for women who want to be better speakers. We talk about everything about public speaking. And on today's episode, we're talking about why speakers need a video to tell your story. And I'm really excited about today's episode because I'm introducing Rebecca Rideout, the founder of Told Video. She's a video producer and she's done lots of shooting, editing, researching, and producing of nonfiction films for over 15 years. And She is making videos for Speaker Sisterhood right now. And I thought we need to get more people to learn about her services and to know why videos and storytelling are so important for your brand. And also I wanted to unveil the fact that Told Video is the new sponsor of the Claim the Stage podcast. So you'll be hearing a lot about them. And I'm just going to share her her tagline, Told Video is original, thoughtful storytelling for your brand, here to help you with your next step in marketing a meaningful video. Let your story out into the world. Get it told. Learn more at toldvideo.com. So on today's episode, we talk a lot about the importance of video and how to tell your story and do it in a compelling way. And I love one of her lines in our interview. She says, there's no such thing as oversharing. But that really relaxes you, doesn't it? (laughs) Nothing is off limits. (laughs) So without further ado, we'll jump into my interview with Rebecca Rideout. Rebecca Rideout is a video producer and owner of Cold Video. She has 15 years of experience shooting, editing, researching, and producing nonfiction films. Before founding Told, Rebecca worked on multiple films for PBS, broadcast museums, and learning centers, and co-produced and associate-produced several feature-length documentaries. As owner of Told, she's helped dozens of nonprofits, schools, businesses, and entrepreneurs tell their stories since 2012. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about this subject of using a video to tell your story because it's one that is so important for speakers. And especially for newer speakers, they don't really know how to get started, what to include, why it's important. And I think on today's show, we're going to uncover a lot of that. But before we do, I would love to know more about you and how you got into this kind of work.
1: Okay. Thank you. Um, I am just a lover of stories. I was thinking back through my life before this interview and kind of thinking about how, how did I get here um when I was little I would just spend hours by myself telling little stories or little objects um in my house obviously I was an only child <laughs> <laughs> and I think it must have started there I don't know um but I soon started loving photography in high school that was before you could shoot video with your camera as well um And so, you know, I think I got to college and I wanted to do um, some sort of storytelling. And I dabbled in theater, but I soon got really aggravated trying to wait for people to show up to rehearsals. (laughs) So, So I took my love of photography and thought, oh, if I do video or film, I can film someone once edit them for weeks, and uh, (laughs) not have to work with anyone else uh, showing up for rehearsals. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's kind of how I got into film and video. Um, I think I always just really wanted to do it. And nonfiction um, just drew me in immediately. I'm not sure why I went in that direction instead of in fiction. But I like the challenge of trying to tell uh, a real story opposed to one that you can completely make up. So. Um, meeting people, finding out their stories, and trying to tell them in the best way possible is something I've always wanted to do. Um, I worked, as you said, for um, several uh, – for a company in Western Massachusetts. Um, I don't know if I should name them. Um, I worked for a company in Massachusetts, in Western Massachusetts um, Hot Productions, Florentine Films, um, for uh, making – lots of films for PBS. I worked for a company called Monadnock Media that makes many films for museums and learning centers. And then uh, in 2011, I'd been thinking about it a lot, but always something was sort of holding me back from making the jump into my own business. Um, My dad passed away and he had had a landscape design company for his whole life. And I sort of thought, well, if you're going to do something, there's no sooner no better time to do it than now. Um it kind of was like a wake up call for me. So in two thousand twelve I started the business, sort of as a piecemeal any kind of video type business, but now it's definitely honed its formula into short form documentary style storytelling videos that can help brands and individuals and nonprofits uh tell their unique story.
0: What So, can you describe what you mean by short form documentary? Because some people might think that's probably bigger than what they might need. I don't know. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> it makes me it think does. of like Michael Moore and
1: yeah, it sounds long. So, um, I mean, a short form documentary could be thirty minutes, but I'm talking two to three minutes. So <laughs> it's it's a a mesh, uh, or a mix up of um, a marketing video and a documentary. So it's sort of like a documentary-style video. We do interviews. We film footage of whatever the content is that we're talking about. So if we're talking about a speaker and their life and how they got involved in this line of work, we'd show them in their life. We'd show them talking with um, the audience afterwards um, and kind of use that to tell their story of why they got where they are.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, Two to three minutes is... Even long, some some would think. Um, You know, you can make a longer video, but people probably aren't going to watch it online these days. It's kind of sad. Our attention spans are waning. Um, At an event, you can get away with doing an 8 to 10 minute video. So you've got a captive audience. (laughs) But I would say for websites, 2 to 3 minutes. Social media, usually 1 minute or less. Um, It sounds crazy, but you can fit a lot of information in a short amount of time.
0: Yeah, so that's a challenge that you have to face every time you put a video together. Is how can I make this short, but also make an impact and tell the story that needs to be told. And that must, right. that must be kind of fun too, because you have to kind of sift through all the details and think about like what really stands out here and what what makes this person or this company unique, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, editing is a really interesting art because you um, you become very aware of yeah the the, the biggest parts that you want in the story and everything else has to go Mm -hmm. even extra words we can edit out (laughs) we always make you sound brilliant (laughs) Um, (laughs) but um as i was thinking about this and how it can relate to speakers it's an interesting um it's interesting exercise for a speaker to think with an editing mind too and really think what are your main points what are the extra words you're saying or the times that you're repeating something you've already said and really try and hone that down even for your speech that you're giving, um, whether you're being videoed or not. I just think it's it's a useful skill for everyone that's putting themselves forward into the world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You, know, you and I have been working on some videos for Speaker Sisterhood. And I think we've been working together now for like four or five months. And you've come to four different events. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've done interviews. You've, You've videotaped me speaking. You've come to our appreciation day we did for our members. You came to one of our club, two of our club meetings and have gotten tons of footage and and done testimonials and we're just creating these two to three minute videos, but yeah, it it requires some work to really gather all of the different elements that make a brand what it is. So you can Mm -hmm. tell a really compelling story and it's, it's so fun to watch it come together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it takes a lot of, of shooting because, audiences these days don't want to see one shot more than once, even in a two minute video, you know? So, and we don't want to look at a shot for more than a few seconds (laughs) preferably. Um, So, so it takes a lot of different um, scenarios that you want to be shooting in to show the speaker in all sorts of different places doing what she does
0: best. Mm -hmm. So for, for everyone listening right now, they may be asking themselves, why would I need a video? What would you tell them? Well, I think there's
1: many different reasons that you'd need one. Um, Speaking is a really visual form. So, um, you know, you're obviously going to need something that shows how you speak. What is it like when you're on stage? What service do you bring to the audiences that you're speaking for? Um, But people also want to know who you are. I don't think they want to see a flashy um, video or a flashy website that seems kind of fake. They want to know who you are authentically. So my style of videos really get deep into how you got where you are, why you're doing what you're doing, what will you bring to the audience that's useful to their lives. Um, And I think people just connect with other humans that might have flaws or might have some strange story that they tell. And I just think you have to be yourself as you're always saying on your podcast and in your speeches, but, um, on a more technical level we can get really into the technical stuff for a minute. Um, (laughs) uh, your search engine optimization, the SEO of your website, um, gets boosted when you have a video on your website. It's been proven. Um, it ends up higher in Google search engine results Um, and then because people, and this is a great reason to have one, whether it has to do with the SEO or not, with, you have a video, people are spending more time on your website, watching it. Um, and that just happens to boost your SEO when people spend more time on your website, Hmm. but it's also just great that they're getting to know you (laughs) spending more time learning about you and who you are. Yeah, definitely
0: great benefits. So if someone wanted to make a video with you, what kind of information or stories would you ask them to share?
1: Um, I would get into who they are, like I just said, um, what makes them tick, why they do what they do, what they would bring to an audience. That's kind of my favorite part of the work. Um, we'd set up a phone call or a video chat, or if we're close enough, we'd meet in person, take a bunch of notes, and then talk about what kind of video they want to make. Um, so for a speaker, we'd make sort of a bio video, um, how they got where they are, It would have samples of their speeches. It might even have some testimonials from people they've spoken to in the audience or clients who've hired them to speak. Um, That would be sort of a speaking video package and um, it would really kind of seek to inspire people to get to know you and meet you by hiring you. Um, But for anyone who's listening who works for a business or, or has their own business, which isn't a speaking business or works for a nonprofit or anything like that, and wants to tell the story of their organization, um, we would often go to those who are serviced by the nonprofit or the business. So having people who have been positively impacted by whatever type of service you offer, um, that might be the kind of story we tell in that type of video. Um, And it can also be, if you're doing a presentation, this is sort of like a tangent, but If you're someone who does presentation for your organization and you say the same thing every time, um, you might have off days. You might have days where you're just not feeling super sharp. And so to have a video rolled into your part of your presentation that can give the powerful message every single time, no matter how you're feeling that day, (laughs) can be a really useful tool for people who are presenting um, for their business or their nonprofit is to have that as part of their um, presentation that they give. There's a bunch of
0: different ways you can use video. Obviously, the list is endless. (laughs) I know. I'm just picturing, uh, you know, some sort of event space and the video is playing and then you come out to the video and you get up on stage and everyone's clapping. And the video has built the energy and the anticipation and you show up as the star and everyone's already (laughs) excited to meet you because the video just like set you up. I love that. Almost like you're a wrestler from WWE getting in the ring. <laughs> Dude, that's so glamorous. I love it. <laughs> I yes. think, I love that. I, I really want to make sure we do that. So let's put that on the list too. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can make your audiences, stand up and cheer. Yeah. And that could even be part of the video. Everyone stand up. It could just be, huh? okay. All right. Before I start making a video, we should get back to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> <I understand. laughs> So do you have any tips for speakers who might want to tell their story through video, but just aren't really sure where to start or what they should include? Sure.
1: Um, Well, on a non-technical level, just on a level of what you should be sharing with your audience, I'd say oversharing hardly exists. I mean, (laughs) you'd want to, I'd say, take a step back, take a step back and think about how you got here in your life, how you've been led to this path that might be part of your speech already, but if not, um, really dive in there. Um, What are your goals for yourself and what do you strive to bring to the audiences that you speak to? Um, These answers are unique for everyone who's going to make a video and who has a speaking career, and that's what makes your story authentic and original, so you definitely want to include that in your video. Um, I have some technical advice, too. I can give now or later.
0: Yeah, bring it on. (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, Well, I actually, I've seen some professional speaking videos online. I haven't seen a lot of non-professional ones, but the ones that did not resonate with me were ones that were really flashy and fast um, that don't even show clips of you speaking, which seems like that would be important, Um, but also that show um, really quick clips of you speaking. I think hearing um, some main points of the speech that you give in the video without giving too much away is really important. Um, if people are making their own videos, obvious things that don't work are shaky camera without a tripod, holding the phone the wrong way. I mean, it's fine if you're making videos for your own website, really super casual, but you probably want to hold the phone horizontally instead of vertically. Um, and surprisingly, audio is more important than visuals. Um, because the human brain just can't deal with bad audio. <laughs> You're going to turn a video off much sooner if it sounds bad than if it doesn't look professional. So um, audio is super important. I think that's, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: So we talked a little bit about this, but once a video is made, you said that they can put it on their website, they can use it at an event. Are there any other uses that could be beneficial for speakers once the, once they have their video?
1: Yeah, I mean, you just want to take advantage of having it, share it everywhere. Um, Share it on your social media feeds, share it through an email campaign, put it on YouTube for sure so that it can be found that way. Um, Coming back to the technical SEO talk, whenever someone's coming to your website from somewhere else, it boosts your Google ranking. So if you're posting your video on social media and it links back to your website, you've got email campaigns. Where people clicking on the video comes back to your website, that all helps. Um, if you're looking for that, it also just you know you're spreading your authentic story all over the world, and that's that's definitely going to get um, results and get people to see the real you. Um,
0: well, speaking of results, what what kind of results have you seen from videos that you've wor- you've made for businesses or that speakers could make? Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. Um, when you have a video, it it automatically results in people taking action faster and more often. So if you have um, a a video on your website, it can get people to do the call to action sooner, whether it's clicking on your email address to email you or clicking on something to buy. If it's at an event, there's much more, uh, it's much more likely that people are going to remember your story or, Write the check at a fundraising event, if it's a video at a fundraising event. Um, Something about seeing movement, music, emotion sticks with people. So they're going to – the memory of being on your website is going to stick with them. They're going to remember you. They're going to remember your brand for the rest of the day after they watch a really meaningful video, um, opposed to just reading a a block of text on your website, for example. And if they come to (laughs) – I love writing too, but (laughs) – video is more effective in that way. And then at an event, it's, you know, you can hear um, people speaking about how great your organization is, you can show statistics, but a heartfelt video is just going to um, stick with them and have them sort of like relate this emotional experience to you and your brand.
0: Mm -hmm. So for anyone who's thinking about building a video and working with you, can you talk about your role in the video creation process? Sure. Um,
1: You know, from the first call or email through talking out the ideas, developing it, shooting it, scripting it, editing it. I'm involved with every step. Um, We have some other editors and graphic experts that we work with now. But I am there to give feedback and kind of guide everything towards this powerful final story that we want to
0: make for you. Yeah, and you and I have now worked on, or I think we're working on three videos right now. And it's been really great to collaborate with you because you're so easy to work with and you have so much expertise. You can guide me in terms of how I need to, you know, walk into a shot or what I need to say or where I need to stand or if the lighting is weird, how to, you know, where to show up. And it's been really helpful to just have a professional take the reins and say, this is what you're going to do. And this is what you're going to say. Cause sometimes mm. I'm like, I don't know. I think this is right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. It's been fun working
1: with you too. I think, I think that's my favorite part is it, it, it's just, it feels natural and organic to work with someone and just have fun. So it doesn't feel like an official shoot and an official interview. Yeah. We are having fun. We are playing is, you know, you can take multiple shots, multiple takes in an interview. We're just, we're going to get there together.
0: Yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, we, we did an interview at Speaker Sisterhood headquarters. And that morning I woke up feeling super nervous about the interview. And it's so funny because I don't know, I do a lot of interviews. And for some reason that interview was making me <laughs> really like freaked out. And <laughs> when you got there, We kind of chatted a little bit and you just made me feel really comfortable and it, it made the whole thing come off like very easy and I appreciated that. So you have that ability to kind of, you know, walk, talk people off the ledge and (laughs) be able to share with comfort and not come across as nervous. Oh,
1: good. Well, right. Just having someone, uh, we usually have you look off camera at me and we're just having a conversation. So that always helps Yeah, um, people believe it or not even people that are the most nervous often say after the interview that they forgot the camera was there so um that's good that you felt that way but you do that for people too believe it or not I've been interviewing people for oh 15 years this is my first interview and I couldn't believe how nervous I felt this morning it's so silly it's just audio (laughs) but you're doing great making me feel at ease so thank you
0: you're welcome (laughs) So I know that you live close by me, but do you travel to make videos or do you just work locally?
1: Yeah. Um, thanks for asking. We have been working in the Western Mass region um, and now we're expanding out to the rest of New England. So um, we're excited to meet any clients a little further afield. Our formula might be a little bit different as far as how we meet in person um, at the beginning of the relationship. We might do a video chat instead, but um, we'll come out to you um you know, we'll come out to you for sharing the different cuts of the video, too, if you want. Um, but basically, wherever you are, we can um, provide a personalized service and and get you the video that you'd like. Even if you're outside of New England, we'd be happy to talk to you. All
0: right. <laughs> it's really
1: just the shooting part that we need to be on site for. The rest we can do remotely.
0: Getting back to what we were talking about a minute ago, uh, being in front of a camera and feeling a little bit uncomfortable. I know many speakers enjoy being out in front of an audience, but they freeze when a camera is in front of them. Do you have any tips for staying calm when being recorded?
1: Mm-hmm. I'd say, like I said, you're going to be looking at, at me um, or the person who's interviewing you, which will be me. Um, <laughs> but I'd say just take deep breaths. It's fun and relaxed. Talk slower than you would think, which I have a hard time doing breathe <laughs> just be yourself imagine you're talking to a friend or someone friendly you've met at a cocktail party um and just kind of um like you always say on your podcast authenticity is important people want to know who you are so don't shy away from that and try and be someone you're not
0: okay excellent is there anything else you want to share <laughs>
1: let's see i just this is off topic of video but i wanted to Thank you for providing this platform for women. I sort of been a journey for me discovering what speaker sisterhood is all about through all the shooting and getting to know you. And I definitely want to join a speaker sisterhood club (laughs) soon, as soon as I can fit it in to help women find voices in power. You know, these are all words that people throw around, but just thinking about what's going to happen when millions of women and girls step forward into this power. It's, super exciting and a little scary in a good way yeah (laughs) and if we all stick together and offer support and don't cut each other down there's I mean there's nothing we can't do it's really really exciting what you're doing
0: thanks Yeah. yeah yeah I'm I'm really glad that through this process, we, we got to learn more about each other's businesses and I just, I think it's been really nice working with you. And I, I really, I wanted to interview you not only because I think what you're doing is great, but also because I want others to hear about the importance of telling their story and how good you are at it. And I just hope that everyone contacts you and works with you because you're so great and you're so fun. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, I have to say um, another shout out to the sisterhood is Adrian Roth, a realtor who you interviewed last spring and did a speech on your podcast oh, yeah. she is the one who connected us. That's so okay. she was really thinking about how to to boost all of our relationships out here in Western Mass. Yeah, so thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you to Adrienne. She is a major connector and she has, <laughs> yeah, she's great. And I just really appreciate her always thinking about who could we know. And <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's jump into the lightning round. I have a couple okay. questions that I ask every guest. The first question is if you were given an extra $100 per week, what would you do with it? Cool.
1: Yeah, these answers just where my professionalism goes out the window. This is some weird <laughs> stuff I got. Okay. <laughs> Authenticity, you know? <laughs> um, well, I'd just like to say I run a collective giving group, and I'm a very nice person, so I'm going to go with a selfish answer. <laughs> and instead of... Something boring, like a house cleaner, which would be incredible. I'm going to think of something that I would love to have, but I would never get around to taking care of it because I'm so busy. Um, I've always wanted a giant fish tank in my house with like koi and tropical fish, <laughs> like little coral, but I know it's a ton of work to keep it up. So I would like a service to keep up my fish tank in my house. I love that. Or, or a hot tub, you know, a hot oh, yeah. tub would be nice Go mm-hmm. with oh, the fish. <laughs> are you a Pisces? I am not. Oh. I'm a stubborn little Taurus. Oh, no. <laughs> What's a collective giving group? Oh, um, it's uh, there's a nationwide, perhaps worldwide, group called 100 Who Care, and you can start a chapter in your region. So we are. 100 who care Franklin County. Um, Your goal is to get hundred people in your region to join. And then you set different tiers of giving for your region. So um, we set it at a super accessible rate where you come to meetings three times a year and give $33 each time you come. And the unique thing about it is that it's completely live. I don't know if all collective giving groups are like this, but um, we pull names from the hat of who's going to present about their favorite nonprofit. So that's live. And at the end of the presentations, we all live vote on who to give our $33 to. And um, yeah, we've started it last year. We're up to 82 members. Wow. We're going strong.
0: That sounds really fun.
1: It's like just that. four of us volunteering and we've raised over $6,500, which we totally couldn't have done on our own. So yeah. it's pretty exciting.
0: Cool. Yeah. Number two, what is your favorite word and what does it taste like? Ooh. For
1: some reason, all the words I thought of were in other languages, <laughs> I think, because like you can hear the the sound of the word better that way. Or something. Um, so I'm a dancer and I've done ballet my whole life. So the word rond de jambe, I don't speak French, so I hope I'm present, pronouncing it right. Rond de jambe, it means to move your leg in a semicircle around your body, your toe on the floor. And I think it would taste like... Uh, baked scone with some sort of like raspberry <laughs> or blackberry jam in there.
0: <laughs> That's a fun word. Rondejom. Rondejom. I'm going to say that a lot today. Rondejom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you can practice your dancing with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm meeting with my accountant later. I'm just going to be like okay. hello Rondejom. Wait a second. I need to do a Jean first. <laughs> And number three, what does it mean to you to claim the stage? To share, or I guess the word is sharing.
1: Um, Because I dance and I have done one or two speeches, but it always feels like you're sharing something with the audience when you perform. And it's sort of a, a gratitude for the opportunity to share something with other people and kind of share this little moment in time together.
0: I love that. Yeah. So, is there anything you'd like to promote or share with my audience?
1: Sure. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, for speaker sisterhood listeners, we're offering a ten percent off any video booked before January first, two thousand nineteen. Um, so that just means emailing us before January first. Um, and you mentioned you've heard this podcast. When you contact us, you get ten percent off.
0: Okay, so that's for any listener, not just Speaker Sisterhood members. Right, right. Any listener. We might have some trivia questions for you, though, so
1: make sure you've actually listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just tell a
0: friend and have them email us without listening. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like this. There will be a quiz. Be I might be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and how can they get in touch with you and find more information?
1: Yep, yeah, our website is told video.com so t o l d video.com um we've got sample videos on there and links to our vimeo page where we have a lot more samples um, of our work we're on facebook instagram twitter
0: also excellent and on the Speaker Sisterhood website, if you go to the podcast, there's a link there to Rebecca's website, Told Video, because they are our new sponsor of the podcast. So everyone's gonna be hearing a lot about Told Video for the next six months. We'll be so talking exciting. About it in every episode. Yeah. So um I guess that's it for today. If you had anything else you want to mention, we can you can share. Okay. It i
1: don't i'm looking through what i wanted to share i think i've gotten it all out it's been really fun thank you for having me
0: yeah thanks for being here
1: yeah and we look forward to finishing your videos getting them up online for everyone to check out and see what they're all about
0: yeah i'll mention in an upcoming episode when the videos are on our site so people can check them out it'll be very soon okay thanks great thank you angela There you have it, my interview with Rebecca Rideout. I hope you got some good tips and feel motivated to think about the idea of having a video for your brand and to tell your story if you are a speaker or if you have a small business or you work for a small business that could use something like that in your marketing. I love the idea of using a video at your speech as a way to pump up the audience before you start. Like, how exciting is that? I'm, I'm really thinking about that now. I feel like I should probably do that because I, I think the hardest part for me in every speech I give is the first two minutes. Like even for years and years of being aware of that, I still struggle with it. And I think having a video would probably make that a lot easier. So anyway, I I think that might be something to consider. I want to remind you once again, this episode is sponsored by Told Video, original thoughtful storytelling for your brand here to help you with your next step in marketing a meaningful video. Let your story out into the world. Get it told. Learn more at toldvideo.com. And remember that Rebecca is offering 10% off videos if you contact her before January of 2019. Just be sure to mention this episode. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any ideas for future episodes, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always taking suggestions for new guests. My email is Angela at Speakersisterhood.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. It does help more people to find the show. So that does it for me today, friends. As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.